Welcome to the Property Wealth and Business Podcast, discussing the mindset for success, how to build wealth and create your own economy. Hosted by portfolio millionaire, property entrepreneur and mentor, Daniel Moses. Uh, well, hello, hello, Daniel. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine today. How's it going? I'm very well. I'm really excited that you you made time to be on to to get onto this show, man. I've I've been checking out your content and it's been really good stuff you've been putting out there. All right, Daniel, why don't you give us a, a brief uh, introduction about yourself, what you do? Uh, my name is Daniel Moses. Uh, I am a property entrepreneur, a mentor, coach a podcaster, and also an upcoming author. Uh, Over the last um, 18 months, we have been able to educate a lot of individuals who are desperate to transforming or transitioning their life from where they are into achieving success. And Mm -hmm. uh, over the last 18 months in itself, we founded a company called Property Wealth Education. And through Property Wealth Education, We've actually educated a lot of people who are looking to get started in property strategies, such as the one that I personally used to transition from the life of being an Uber driver to where I have currently been able to build a business of over two million pounds in four years. Wow. And uh, yeah, and not just that, I, I have several businesses founded under the property wealth brand. And probably mm-hmm. as we go down the line, I may be able to break them down on a step-by-step basis. So yeah, Thanks. I'm not sure. That is just me. I'm just an honorary guy who's on a mission, who is on a mission uh, to, to, to creating wealth, to transforming extraordinary minds, all right, to becoming extremely successful. So that is one of my major goals. You know, one thing that I, I told myself that I was going to ask you immediately, uh, I got you on the show, immediately you, you accepted to join the show, was uh, to ask you what, what is property investment like? To elim- now, I know it's buying property, but what is it that makes you different? Like, what is that? Wh- why is it that normal people, everyday people, can get involved in this? Because before, you know, you needed so much money to yeah. invest in property. So, what, wh- where does your business come in? Because now I see that you cater to normal people that are just looking to for an opportunity to change uh, their lives financially. If you probably followed my journey, uh, in, 2000, uh-huh. in 2015, I had a successful business way back in Nigeria, which is my home country where I'm from. It was really successful. And I uh, had gone through some challenges that, that led me to you know, a financial loss uh, towards the end of 2015. And when that happened, I lost about £150,000. Now I had to relocate. Uh, from Nigeria back to the UK. I've always lived here in the UK from 2004. But in 2012, I relocated back to Nigeria because England wasn't working for me anymore. I felt I felt like, you know, this wasn't going as planned. It wasn't what I planned. So I relocated to Nigeria and I started a business and really grew, you know, and in 2015, I had, I had some serious challenges. I lost about 150,000 pounds and then I relocated back into the UK again. Mm. And... Um, when I got back, I didn't have money. For someone who has just lost a business way back in Nigeria, I went through anxiety. I went through depression. And all I could actually do was to just get any job because I've never really had any sort of job in my life. People often don't like to use this word called hustle. But the truth is that, you know, you've got to have a hustling mindset for whatever that you do. I know a hustle 
comes from American language. But basically, what I was, was hustling any type of businesses to survive. Mm. That was what I did from 2004 to 2012 when I founded my Nigerian business. Mm. So I, I really grew that business from selling clothes, selling cars, selling car parts, breaking cars into spare parts. And you name it, that's what I did as a Nigerian who, you know, in the UK or someone who migrated from, you know, from Nigeria, mm. did everything. So and I literally, you know, uh, uh, lost that business in Nigeria and I relocated back to the UK. And once I did, I had to get anything. So I started by being an Uber driver, by ta- being a, a delivery driver. From delivery driver, I went to being an Uber driver. So in 2017, I literally was scrolling through my phone and an opportunity looked at me in my face. I saw an ad through my Facebook page and I clicked on it. And that ad specifically stated, getting into property with none of your own money. For me, it starts, It sounded like a dream. It was a 70 pound networking event in central London. And I paid for that central, I paid for that networking event. And I went down to that event. And upon arriving at that event, I was blown away by the information that's being shared in front of me. Mm. Two things that, that I realized at that point in time, could this be a scam or was it too good to be through? And everybody I spoke to at that time said to me, it's a scam. It doesn't work. Don't, don't listen to them. You're good the way you are. Be an Uber driver and just, you know, life will figure its way out. Mm. So for me at that time, I discovered something I never knew that existed. When you think about property investment and you think about people investing in property, the very first thing that comes to your mind is that you need lots of money to get it started. Yes. I never knew I could leverage debt. I never knew I could leverage on loans. I never knew I could use credit cards to start a property, you know, business. Mm. There are a lot of things that I did not know. Mm. So I took the bull by the horn in 2017. And I said, I am going to learn the step by step. I'm going to do whatever it takes to learn, you know, how to become a property entrepreneur without needing lots of money. And Mm. that was my beginning. And that was how I got started. And I discovered that actually, you don't need 50 grand. You don't need 100,000 pounds. What you need is knowledge, leverage, and you need to be quick. And you need to obviously, you know, you know, check your risk appetite and anything is possible. And mm. there was a transformational, there was a, a transformational shift around my mindset, which has now created the life of my dream today, or rather created the part of which I am now using the same motivation to educate others and transforming people's life. Wow. Daniel, that is a lot, man. And, and, and you, you've actually said so much there. So first of all, you had had the business back home in Nigeria that, you know, was successful, but at some, at some stage you lost kind of all the money that you had invested in that. And yes. then you had to start all of us from scratch in yes. a different country. Yes. From scratch. And yes. then you did loads of manual jobs and then, you know, started and became an Uber driver. And then you found an opportunity and here you are today. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. That's Jeez. what happened. <laughs> Jeez. Like, let me just ask now, and this is just me being very inquisitive. What kept you moving? Like, I know you said this thing about that hustler spirit, but is that something that you've always had? Or wh- why, do, why didn't you give up? Like, why didn't you just say, you know, what, this Uber driver that I've got is probably better than, you know, it's consistent money that I can get every week or every month. What kept you going? Okay, let me really break this down. So one of the things that I've always, I grew up wanting to always be better. I grew up to always wanting to be more. I always had it inside of me that one day, probably 
you know, my name could be written in gold, mm. you know, and that is the mentality I had. But I didn't know how. I never knew how it's going to happen. But I just had that one day I'm going to write my name in gold. It was mm. just a mentality that I grew up with. Mm. Obviously, um, I grew up from a family background where everyone was an entrepreneur, but mm. it was just enough for people to look after themselves and look after their family. So mm. That is the sort of family that I grew up from. So when I went through challenges in 2015, this was big, big, massive challenges, you know, losing money, coming back home to my wife and my kids, not even knowing how I'm going to feed them the next day, mm. you know, from losing my, losing my business in Nigeria. I just felt like if life knocks you down, just get up and fight again. Give it a second shot. Give it a third. Give it even a fourth shot. Mm. I, I said, I'm not going to quit. I would figure it out. But at that time, I didn't know well, how I'm going to figure it out. But I just knew it was part of a process that probably at that time in my life, I just needed to go through. Mm. And I just said to myself, no matter what, no matter where this destination leads to, mm. I would not fail and I would not, I would figure it out. So when I lost all that money, I just said, okay, not a problem. But right now I need a quick fix. The quick mm. fix was for me to get a job. The fix, the, the quick fix was for me to become a, a delivery driver mm. and then an Uber driver. Mm. And what really drove me, what really held me strong while I was going through there and never giving up is just the mentality of no matter what the life of what you are going through in life throws at you, all right? Face it. Face it. Confront it with everything that you got. Mm it will definitely lead to a beautiful destina de destination. Even when the closest people around me at that particular time, you know, even when I was telling people very close around me, you know, this will pass. Some people felt like, you know what? There is no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. But in between when I was going through those challenges, there were times where I really gave up and I accepted failure. Mm. You know, there were times I actually accepted failure and I felt like it's finished. This is it. But for me, when you have a bigger being inside of you, I'm a strong believer of God. You know, I turned my face to God and I said, God, if this is your will, let it be. But if it's not your will, mm. let a door be open again. Mm. And I think because I trusted in God and I said, God, I don't have to be holy. I don't have to be, you know, so spiritual. However, Whatever this is, it will pass. Trust me, it just passed. It just gradually passed. And I just continue, I just continue fighting. I just continue fighting. I said, well, whatever it is, I'm just going to fight. And I continue to just trust in God. And that's just how I go through it. And um, I just I just wanted to just say something there where you said that you have your name written on gold. Uh, just so you know, your name has been written on several several magazines, <laughs> several magazines and news. I, I I've seen some of the some of your interviews with some uh, several uh, published magazines in the UK. Uh, yes, and man, you have really done well for yourself. I have to say, you have really done well for yourself. And um, I just like the way you've talked about, uh, you know, that mentality, that shift, you know, even when, you know, life throws so many things at you to just keep going and know that there's something at the end of the tunnel, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I really like that you said that because sometime in my life, I also face challenges like that. And it made me actually start to think that, you know what, I'm a failure. People were right. 
you know, just give up and, you know, just get back to what the normal people are doing, you know, but something inside you would always speak, you know, and just tell you that, listen, you can do this and keep going. Another thing that you mentioned there was the quick fix. And this is something I realized from another person who was, uh, I interviewed on this show. And he was saying that the worst thing that could happen, say, for example, you're going out for your dreams. The worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work out. And then you can fall back on a job. You can always pick something to keep you going and then go after it a second time, you know? So some people just fear, and, and this is, this I'm speaking for myself now. So I used to always fear that, okay, if I go after, like, if I go after my dreams, what am I giving up? That thing, that I, I, and I start to look at what that, that, what that thing I'm giving up is, and I can always come back to it. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out. I get a job. I figure yeah. stuff out. I, I, I figure out another plan. I look at it from another vantage point and, and move forward. So I'm, I'm, I really appreciate you sharing that. And uh, it, it just reminded me of myself quite some time ago. But let me just... <laughs> Let me just go into another question I have for you, uh, Daniel. Um, now that you have this business, I can see that you've helped so many people now because it's not about you anymore, the way it seems. Now, what I want to ask you, what are the challenges you're facing now where you have people depending on you? And what were the challenges that you were facing when it was just you? Well, I think one of the things we have to realize as human beings is that challenges are part of life. Mm. And for me, I'm somebody that I stretch myself. And because this is what successful people do, successful people stretch themselves. Mm. If they get to their goal, they set another bigger goal. Exactly. All right. If they reach a bigger mountain, they look for another bigger mountain. Mm. And this is what successful people do. Look mm. at Elon Musk. All right. He invested into PayPal. All right. And then he made a lot of money for PayPal. Yeah. And guess what? He then decided to take the money that he's, he's made through PayPal and invested into what? Electric car. And today yeah. he's one of the world's richest. He's yeah. in fact the world richest, richest right? Yeah. So that just goes to tell you that you have to have that mentality of, mm-hmm. of setting and stretching yourself. For me, when I built, when I got started in property, as I said, I didn't have five grand. I didn't have 10 grand because I've just suffered a major loss in my business in Nigeria. Mm. I started my property business in 2017. I literally started with less than three, 300 pounds. And then mm. I leveraged on credit cards. Then I leveraged on some sales that was coming through in the end. And I started using the strategy called rent to rent, where you rent people's property and you rent out the property again. And you pretend as if you're the landlord. With the landlord's permission, you sublet that property on a room by room basis. And that was where my journey started in the property industry. All right. So once I got to a place where in my year one, I turned zero into a hundred, into 80,000 pounds plus revenue. Mm-hmm. And then the second year, I doubled whatever I made in year one. Year two, we turned over 107,000 pounds in revenue. And I said, okay, um, well, I'm just going to continue to do what I was doing. But eventually what I did was I ended up um, documenting my journey. When I started from 2017, I was randomly posting stuff on my social media handle. Mm. In 2019, January, I got my very first ever speaking gig. I was invited to come and speak as the not only the only guest speaker in that event. Mm. And when I got there and I shared my story, 
where I'd come from. A lot of people just thought I was just a guy, you know, just it was a nine to five job. And, and, I, and, and that happened. So when I shared my story, upon leaving that environment, people mm. wanted to know more about me. People wanted to see what I do and how I can show them what to do, which I did. I started mm. offering free coaching, free mentorship. Actually, I did not even know it was coaching. I didn't even know whether it was mentorship because the truth was, you know, I've never been in a corporate world before. Before 2017, I was never, ever, ever, ever. I've never been to a networking event. I've never been to a seminar. I've never been to a business conference. Never. I was just a normal African boy who just thinks that he can break cars into pieces, ship it down to Africa and sell. That was it. So when I started sharing this story and people got motivated by what I've done, mm. you know, because I was just glued to selling, making profit, paying my bills, and which is just the average business a lot of us do, especially Africans. Mm. So as I started sharing all these stories, people started reach, reaching out to me. I decided to launch my own networking event. Mm. September 2019, I launched the Rent to Rent Property Network. And our first outing, we had over 60 people in attendance. And that changed the game. That changed the game because everyone who attended the event, these were all professional, young, black, white professionals. Mm. And coming to listen to a guy who didn't go to school here, coming mm. to listen to a guy who didn't even really understand the culture that much in this country because my very first you know, years that I lived in this country, I was just a guy hustling. When I mean hustling, I was buying cars, selling carrying clothes, selling. So for me, that was my own idea of a business. Mm. Does that make sense? You know, and as long as it pays the bill, and that was about it. So mm. when I found that people got motivated by this, and all of a sudden, my leadership skill kicked in. People approached me in such a way where I discovered that I have a spirit to lead, mm. and I have this leadership inside of me. And people paid attention. And every people who left that first networking event within two weeks came back to me and said, Daniel, those things that you shared, actually I tested it and it worked. So when that happened, I was, I was just like, wow, okay. So if these people now are looking up to me, so I've got to sharpen up. Even the Bible says iron sharpened iron. So mm-hmm. I have to sharpen up. It gave me the reason more to be more to become more successful. It gave me the reason more to be heard. It gave me the reason more to be known. It gave me the reason more to wake up at night when I, you know, when I didn't feel like sleeping in, on my bed anymore, just to wake up, go, to, you know, sit somewhere and just maybe read a book or listen to something that will motivate my mind. Mm. You know, and this was just how it started. So now, one person is looking up, looking up to me. Two people is looking up to me. All of a sudden. 50 people are looking up to me. I just kept challenging myself. Just mm. kept challenging myself. I said, there is no going back. Then the vision came back. That once upon a time, Daniel, you've told yourself your name will be written in gold. Now it's time to you, for you to find that gold and start writing your name. Mm. Man, now, you should write a book. You should write a book, man. <laughs> yes, I'm already an author. <laughs> You're already an author. Uh, my book is finally getting released in a couple of weeks. Yes, you know, uh, yeah, I've written a book. And the very first chapter of my book talks about mindset. Wow. Now, okay. Now, actually, I will get into mindset. That might probably be my my next question. Uh, But you said something about you knew you had to sharpen up because, you know, iron sharpens iron. What was that process that you had to go through to sharpen up? Was it just, you know, getting mentorship or 
you know, studying books or reading? What was that process where you had to use to grow, you know, so that you can actually lead others better? As I said before, when I started property, it started with networking, 70 pounds. Hmm. At that time, I was only investing in, okay. in property training. All right. So when I discovered I had to sharpen up, I decided getting myself business coaches, mindset coaches. I continued to fill myself, fill up myself with positive books around, you know, growth, mm. around, you know, influence, around speaking, around leadership. I started attending conferences that focused on leaderships. So for me, it wasn't about property anymore. It was about strategic influencing through my skill, my skill set, which was, you know, my, my new skill set, which was in property. Mm. So how can I not just teach people property, but however, teach them the mindset, the creative mindset around mm. being a property investor. Mm. So the, the truth is, if you, if, if you go and see a, med- a medical doctor that is creative and you see a medical doctor that is medically corrected, mm. they're two different people. Mm. A, a solicitor, a lawyer that is creative will win a case more than a solicitor that is not creative. Mm. Some people follow the law. They follow the, uh, the structuralized book. The letter, yeah. They follow the book to the letter, but the creative solicitor will win a better case. Mm. The same thing, if you have a headache and you've gone to the right doctor and he's prescribed and you've gone back and you see you're having a headache, the actual, the, 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 the non-creative doctor probably might not be creative enough to say, you know what, let me investigate this a bit further or maybe let me try this or try this. Mm. Some doctor will say, drink water and what? I'm just giving generic Mm. generic proverbs so what i'm trying to say here as a as a person of 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 of, of, you know as as someone in business Mm. so it was quite very important that i invested more into myself Mm. i invested more into people i'm surrounded by Mm. you know it was also very very important that i started building a circle It, it automatically also meant that if i was making a hundred thousand pounds i needed to now be friends with someone who's making a million pounds because the guy who makes a million pounds and the guys who make a hundred thousand pounds, they think differently. Mm. The guy who makes 10 million pounds and the guy who makes a million pounds, they think differently. But the truth is the guy who makes a million pounds, if he's got the ability to create a million pounds, he's also got the tenacity and the ability to create a 10 million pound mm. business. Mm. The difference between the, the 1 million pound guy and the 10 million pound guy, it's mindset. Mm. So I needed to do something more. So I started investing in myself more and more and more and more. And the more I invested in myself, trust me, even when I didn't even have the money, I remember taking my very first mentor in, in January to last year, actually, my first, my very first business coach, when I paid about 30 grand to my first business coach. Wow. And I'm like, I don't have this money, but it was a credit facility. But trust me, it was the best money I've ever spent. Mm. So that just goes to tell you that, yes, in life, there are certain things that we want to do, but we need someone else's time mm. and advisors, somebody that we can use as a sounding board, somebody we can go as go to as an advisor. You know, I, I always like making you know references to 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 going to the right person for the right advice. Mm. The problem why a lot of people get stuck where they are is because they keep going to the wrong people for the wrong advice. How would you exactly. go meet? How would you go to someone who's never made a million pounds and you're trying to make a million pounds? You're going to seek them about advice. How can I make a million pounds? How can I turn a bit, you know, my business to a million pounds? He will give you all the wrong advices. Mm. But if you're going to someone that's made 10 million and you're trying to make a million, 
they're going to point you in the right direction because exactly. they made just one, they made two, three, four, and to ten. Mm. So that at that time, everything just started changing. I started stretching myself even more, even mm. more, even more. I started looking and studying successful people, you know, looking how they talk, how they behave. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know, and this is how I just said that milestone that okay, I can't be afraid of being let down. So I can't be afraid of leading people. Uh, I can't be afraid of, of challenging myself in the role of leadership. Mm. However, to continue to sharpen up so that people can ask me more challenging questions so I can go and get more answers, you know, and to do more research. And that's just how the growth literally kicked in. Mm. And today I'm just so fortunate to be where I am. Well, Daniel, well said, well said. Um, I just because you say so many things, sometimes things leave me. But I remember you said something about, um, you know, stretching yourself, like uh, knowing, like for example, you use the the ten million analogy. So if you want, um, if you want to earn a million, you you go out to someone that has earned it or has earned more. Uh, yeah. It's something that I also noticed in my life. Um, every stage of my life that I have changed in maybe finances or growth. It's always due to the circle I have around me or the people that I have around me. The people that I had in my contact list or my, 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 what do you call it? Speed, speed dial list four years ago or three years ago are not the same that I have today. You know, the people that I have today, I'm kind of in that circle of people when it comes to, you know, mindset, finances. And now you're, you're saying that if I want to stretch even further, I need to find people that are outside that circle and then actually be in their circle to learn from them and yeah. learn how to do the things that they've done. Yeah. Wow. Man, Daniel, that's that that is that is actually some priceless nugget right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Just tell me now, how much has your lifestyle changed? Like, um, just maybe we can even talk about habits. So before you started your business and now that actually not it did, I don't even need to even go that far. Maybe when you started. And now that you're, you know, kind of well-developed in your business and well-known, what, how has your lifestyle changed? Like maybe waking up or sleeping or reading or what habits have you had to learn or lose in this period of time? The thing is, in order for you to hold something new, you have to give something all the way. Mm. As a Nigerian raised in Nigeria, relocated here to the UK, um, we often, you know, go to a lot of, we all through we so many big parties. We mm. like to have fun all the time. So basically, <laughs> every day is yes. fun. <laughs> you know? And I loved it. But trust me, to get to where I want to go now, I had to, and I had to you know, completely eliminate fun for some time. Mm. I said, okay, I would have to cut off fun now, mm. you know, that, so I can have more fun later. Mm. Mm. I remember before, before now, if you invite me for any party hangout, I need <laughs> So in order for me to now wanted to get to where I need to go to, yeah. I had to say, oh sorry, Tobey, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't come to your party. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's hard to say, but it's the truth. Mm. I can't come to your party. Oh, why? Oh, just issues. I'll give another example. My phone usually ring all the time and I had to pick every single call that every single time my phone rang. 
I had mm. to just pick it. Mm. And if somebody wanted to talk to me for 30 minutes, an hour, I'm there to talk. In order for me to get to where I want to go now, mm. literally 9, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., my phone is consistently on do not disturb. So when you call me, mm. it goes, it, it just rings. I don't, I don't pick. I call, I call you when mm. I want to call you. Mm. So I had to completely eliminate distraction. So I had to really break this down because I don't know, you know, I really had to break this down as a typical Nigerian. Mm. You know, when you're trying on your way up, mm. you have to eliminate distraction. And one of the easiest distraction is, can we go out for, can we have a, a drink? Mm. Can we have a, can we, there's a party on a Tuesday. There's a mm. party on a Wednesday. Mm. Let's hang out for a drink on a Thursday. Trust me. If you study a lot of wealthy people, on their way to the come up, there were so many things they had to completely eliminate. Mm. My, my most expensive shirt, no word of a lie, is mm. 25 pounds. I don't wear designer clothes. All right? Mm. There's there so many things that you have to eliminate. Mm. Once you're where you are and you look like, you know what, I've actually achieved now, I'm good. Then you can do some silly things. Because people, you're already paying people to to do stuff for, for you. So now you have enough time, you can actually afford the time that you didn't have. But mm. even at that, most big, most successful people, they literally have a plan mm. of how their day runs like. And and uh, it's just funny you say that because I, I know, <laughs> in as much as we can't, we, we almost know each other. Uh, for me to reach you, uh, I, I know I sent you a DM, but it wasn't you that responded. <laughs> I sent you an email. It wasn't you that responded. <laughs> All through the times I've been talking to, trying to get an interview with you, this is the first time I'm actually speaking with you. And that's you choosing when you should speak with me. Do you understand? So I, I, I just, I, I can see how you said that and how it is practic- practically been executed with regards yeah. to how we've actually met today. <laughs> yeah. um, what, does, what does entrepreneurship mean to you? Like personally, on a personal level, what does it mean to you? When people look at the outside, you know, look at the word entrepreneurship from the outside, the first thing that happens is that people think, oh, yeah, I can become an entrepreneur because it's my shortest shortcut mm. to becoming wealthy. Many are called, few are chosen. The word entrepreneurship means no sleep when others are sleeping. Mm. No fun when others are having fun. Doing whatever it takes developing tick skin being broke for some time mm. to actually have the life that you deserve in mm. future mm. being an entrepreneurship is not an easy task it's not an easy career many many entrepreneurs are broke for two three four five six years mm. that they should actually have in a job so for you to actually become an entrepreneur you must be prepared so for me, entrepreneurship just means someone who made up their mind to do whatever it takes, regardless of their short winnings, mm. their long winnings, whatever the case might be, somebody who would never give up. Mm. So I'll give you an example. I'll give you a very simple example. My entrepreneurship lifestyle, or literally my entrepreneurship mindset started way back from 2000, and if I can remember from 2004, 2005, and name it, I've sold anything possible to sell legitimately. 
from clothes to cars, from parts, you name it. Eventually having my breakthrough, absolute breakthrough, just in the last four years. Mm. If you look at that in the past 17 years, or almost 17 years, I've been on this part of trying to discover what is that calling of the entrepreneurship in me that I needed to attain. So pe- some people start this journey. I'll give, before actually going, actually saying this, Elon Musk that became the world's most richest today. He, his journey, nobody knew Elon Musk in 2009. Amazon, Jeff Bezos, nobody knew Jeff Bezos in 2000 and in 1999. But does that mean he's not been grinding since then? Mm. No, he has. He's mm. had it in him. Mm. It's taking him almost 20 years. To get to where he is now. Get to where he is now. So mm. as an entrepreneur, you have to be ready to work hard. Grind. There is no shortcut to success. You know, I always say this. If you want to become a, a true entrepreneur, read books that will build you. Not, it, I, I see some people who are trying to get started in business. They go and start reading things like four hours. Four, they, they start reading four hour, four hour week work. <laughs> I know that book. Four hour work week. Yeah. They're, trying, they're trying to get started in a business. You're already thinking about, oh, okay, you're reading books that are going to literally show you the shortcut. The truth is, there. You, when you start as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you're wearing all the hats, at least for the first maybe two years, at least two years. The very first two, and that's the reason why most businesses fail within the very first two years. If your business don't fail in the next, in the, within two years, then it goes to four, then it goes to five. If your business survives four and five, that means you got your you got your feet on the ground now. You're ready to rock and roll. So mm-hmm. on a nutshell. The journey of being an entrepreneur, for me, the simple definition is, is a journey for the brave, mm. not for the faint-hearted. So come ready. Mm, I like that. The choice is, if the choice for that, for anyone listening right now is aspiring to become an entrepreneur, just know that there are no days off. Mm. No mon- no Sunday, no Saturday, no weekends. It's every day is a working day, for at least for the first couple of years. Well, I, I, I like that you've uh, I like the, how you said that and and when you say this when you when you go into I like the way you go into uh, examples because it, I pick up on certain things that you say and two things that you said there one was just the way people want it quickly you know and I don't know why that is I'm, I wouldn't lie to you uh, I, I I have actually thought about quicker ways to success and I think that's probably geared to you know, the way social media is today and how, you know, people are flashing that life, you know. So you always think of, how can I get there easy? Because I, you start to think of, oh, I'm getting old, uh, you know, I need to make this happen. I need to buy my first house. I need to buy three more houses. I need to buy this expensive car. How do you, how do you talk to someone that has this mindset? How, what do you tell them? You know, how do you, how do you tell them without having not to discourage them? The first thing first is social media is not real because on social media, everyone is a celebrity. Exactly. There are people who just get on a holiday, you know, fancy holiday, 5,000 pounds holiday, and they live in a small little room somewhere, but they go on a 5,000 pounds holiday. And when they come back from the 5,000 pound holiday, they're back to the small little room. Mm. And the credit card is was being used to pay mm. for that holiday. And then they service and pay interest on the cost of that holiday. Or you find some people who go to a very luxurious restaurant 
and they spend their credit card on that on the on the meal that they've eaten. Mm. However, forgetting that you spend a credit card on the meal and you didn't pay within a day or two, which automatically means that the, for the for the food that you've consumed into your own body, you're paying the bank an interest on that mm. money. Now, this is what usually happens. There are a lot of people who can actually afford some certain lifestyle that they show off on social media. You know, uh, I'll use myself an example. I'm not trying to say I'm perfect, but the truth is I haven't been on the luxury of the day in the last, actually I've not been in the luxury of the day since I built a business that is now valued over 2 million pounds. I intend to go on one because now I can afford it. The business can pay for it. Mm. And while I'm there, I'm going to use this network with probably rich people, people who are richer than me and just try and have a conversation and see how they think. Mm. You know, and this is the reality. Most people, when it comes to how they're influenced, they're influenced by the fastest stuff. So mm. I'll use my page as an example. Every time I post some luxury photos, maybe with my car, I get more likes. Every time I talk about how to make money using your mm. mindset, I get less comments and mm. less engagement because mm. that's not what people are after. People mm. are looking for something that is lush, flush, all right? And mm. then to keep themselves in. Oh, wow, look at that car. Look at that house. I am now in a position where I can actually showcase what I've achieved over the last four years through property for people to like. But yet I'm still holding back a little bit because mm. of I'm not trying to sell cheap. I'm not trying to sell easy because mm. the truth is that it's cost me blood, tears, and sweat to be where I am. For anyone listening right now, my advice to you is that, yes, you can consume what you, you choose to consume, but don't let what you're consuming on social media have a negative you know, toll on you. Mm. Because what does what normally happens is that people who tend to wear you know, these designers, people who tend to show off designers and people who tend, maybe they rent out a car for like the weekend and they show you that in a, you know, they're in a limo. Mm. Right, or they are in a phantom or in a, a Bugatti. All right. Mm. But the truth is it's not maybe theirs, they just rented it for like a week. Exactly. Or for the weekend. So don't get carried away. Mm. All right. Yes, you can inspire and motivate yourself, but if you must do, do it with those who you know that can afford it. So I'll give an example. I'm a big fan of Grand Codon. Like Grand Codon is one of my mentors. He's got he's got an aeroplane. He's got his own private jet. He's got his own helicopter, right? He's got all this luxury around him. But well, he's been in the game. Yeah, he's in the game a he's long time. He's 30, in his 30s. And Grant only became so popular in the last 15 years. So that goes to tell you that success mm. is not easy. So I'll follow mm-hmm. someone like Grant. I'll listen to someone like Grant because of what he's looking for. But sometimes a lot of people go on social media and just post all this lush stuff. And... It's not real. It's not real. Yeah. And another thing that you mentioned there, and it will lead into my next question is, uh, and, and this is the prior question. You talked about having, um, having thick skin as an entrepreneur. Um, now, I know thick skin is so that you can handle negativity and handle rejections like that come with business, you know? Now, yeah. you know, as with every business, you know, there would always be those disappointments, those people that will tell you yes, they are no tomorrow, people that will tell you no. How do you manage disappointments and rejections in your business today? Very easy question. I have chose not to be emotionally attached. 
in anything mm-hmm. that I do. What does it mean to not be emotionally attached? How do you how do you get to that stage? It's a mindset game. Wow. You know, and you know, this is me talking about developing a tick skin. How do you develop a tick skin? Hope for the worst before actually hoping for the for something to go right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I give an example. I'm currently doing a development value in the region of 860,000 pounds. My worst case scenario is that should the worst happen, I'll make 700,000 pounds. Should the best case scenario, I'll make the 840,000 pounds, or so 865,000 pounds, right? Now, having that mindset means that if I end up making 700 grand, I'm good. Because you're ready for it. Because I'm ready yourself for it. Uh huh. Also, I still do have my really, really worst, worst, worst case scenario. So which means if actually I end up making 600,000 pounds, well, not a problem. I'll accept it. Mm. Okay. But a situation whereby you're going into something and you're like, oh, okay. You know, regardless of whatever happens, this was, you were going to survive and you're going to win. And then when something lets you down, then you're all, you're, you're in a place where you go through anxiety and depression. It's like losing 150,000 pounds in 2015. Mm. To me, I felt like it was finished. But again, I said, well, if I made 150,000 pounds business, if I grew nothing to something and the business became a 150,000 pound business and I lost it, the same mentality that I used to create 150,000 pounds, maybe I could even create more. I didn't even know that I was going to be able to create a 2 million pound business in four years after. As of 2015, all I ever saw, all I ever made, all I ever created was a business up to the tune of 150. Mm. 2021, I have not created a business of over 2 million pounds. And not just a business of over 2 million pounds. I have actually created an entire business with a GDV up to 5 million. Well, I'm just waiting for the 5 million part to manifest. So I don't really talk about it that much. It's like, Coming to meet you and asking you as my investor, I said, can I have a thousand pounds investment? So I'm going to come like, okay, he may, he may not. So when you say yes, I'll shake your hands and I'll say, thank you for believing in me. But if you say no, all right, it wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. Well, how about if you came through and like, oh, regardless, I'm, you're, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have the investment from you. So when you then look around and tell me no and say no to me, I'm gonna be so angry. Oh, I, I did everything. Mm. It comes into a nag. Then it comes to from nagging into being upset. Oh, I can't believe I've been friends with this guy. And I only just asked him for a thousand pound investment. And I'll, and it becomes, it becomes, it becomes a strong emotional roller coaster. Mm. So nothing is guaranteed, but almost everything is guaranteed if applied correctly. And mm. what do I mean by that? Always have two mindsets in whatever you do. All right. Hope for the best. At the same time, hope for the worst. Mm. So you can protect your emotion. So with the analogies that I've given, I hope it kind of illustrate what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Exactly. Don't be emotionally involved. So it's like, you know, driving a car, thinking that your car will never have a fault every day. And also thinking, well, actually, my car could break down tomorrow. So if your car does break down, all you just do is to fix it. Because you already know it's a car. One day it will be broken down. I like, I like you, you break things down very simple and uh, it kind of is easier to digest, I suppose. Um, 
one, one thing that I like, Frank, maybe you can answer this for me now. Uh, one thing that I have struggled with, especially when I started my entrepreneurship journey, my entrepreneurship journey earlier on was just understanding the way to, you know, separate yourself from your business, knowing that your business is its own entity and yourself is your own entity. Like, like you, your, yourself and your business, they're not one thing. So your business operating negatively doesn't mean that you are a bad person or you're not. I don't know how to put it well, but it's just in a way to say that, say I'm, I'm, I might be in a good state right now. I'm happy. I'm, I'm good. You know, but my business is bad. I'll give an example. Yeah. A lot of people always worry about what they don't have control over. I'll give an exactly. example. A very simple example no, is exactly. COVID. A very simple example is COVID and lockdown. Yeah. Mm. COVID is something that just came like within a twinkle of an eye. Exactly. All right. And then all of a sudden, America says lockdown. Mm. Europe says lockdown. Africa says lockdown. And all of a sudden, we are in a lockdown. Mm. And you saw people depressed mm. about lockdown because they didn't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. So this is how I approached, I will approach a situation like this. So now government says I can't travel. Government says I can't leave my house. If I leave my house, I'll be res- arrested. I could be fined. Or I'm not just leaving by an example. And I said, okay, no problem. How else can I make myself comfortable? And I did everything that I could to look after my mental state. Now, a lot of people, there are people who literally for the next one year, for the last one year, everything they talk about is, you know, they swear at lockdown. They swear in the government. They, mm. They're just worried about, you don't have control of it. Mm. Move on. Just now move you've, on. you've made that shift, that light bulb in my head. <laughs> move on. Mm. You know, I built, actually, I became a portfolio millionaire through this lockdown. Mm. Actually, yeah. Many people have actually, you know, had successful businesses because yes. of lockdown. You know, yeah, I've, I built, that I've noticed. I built, in the last 12 months, I built a property portfolio to the tune of over 1.4 million pounds. Obviously, it's not my money I used. It's our borrowed funds. Mm. Okay. It's our borrowed funds to create it. All right. But in the end, I created it. You don't, you can't get wealthy without using funds. You can't, without borrowing money. But obviously your ability to understand good debt and bad debt is key, which mm. is something I'm very good at. Over the last four years, I'm someone who created what I have now with people's money, with the bank's money. But the debt is paying itself. Mm. And soon the debt will clear out itself and have cash flow. Mm. I have I have credit. I have cash credit, not, not debit. Mm. So worry about what you don't worry about what you don't have control of i could have folded my hands i was at the beginning of starting my education business in this lockdown february 22nd or february 23rd i last year i launched property wealth education and when property wealth education started we probably at that time we 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 wasn't running as a business where we we were running through our other company but through this lockdown we've educated over 100 people Wow. And out of the 100 people that we've educated, all right, over a certain percentage of, of individuals have, as, have ascertained success. Mm. One, of, one of our biggest students during this course of lockdown grew his business from zero to 100,000 pounds. From mm. zero, he started no property experience, no, no, no idea, no, literally, he didn't know his left from his right. 
on how to start a business, property business. And it came out 12 months later, April, 2021. Hmm. He has had a turnover of over 100,000 pounds in his business. Wow. Wow. So one of the things I said to him at that time, just get started, focus on winning and focus on what if I actually succeed. Hmm. That is the mentality that I used to do. So hmm. in as much as I was thinking about what if the worst happened, but actually, hold on a minute, what if I actually win? What if I actually write my name on gold? What if I actually become a multi-billionaire? But a lot of people focus on what if I lose all the money. Exactly. Not do it because exactly. I win. And that exactly. is the, that is how the world currently, the 90% of this world is it's not poor, but you have the you have poor, you have the average. And then you have the 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 the, the middle class. Mm. And so you have the upper class within the five percent, and then you have the wealth, the super wealthy within the one percent. Do you have uh, this? I digress, though. But I just want to ask: Do you have like a morning routine that you follow that helps uh, you now? Absolutely, yes, I do. Uh, in the morning, I wake up at six a.m. Mm-hmm. Then I I uh, grab my book from six a.m. to six thirty while I'm still in bed you know, sit up a little bit and then for 30 minutes and just kind of reflect. As soon as I do that, jump out six, jump out of my bed at 6.30 and get ready for, 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 for running. So I run about 5K every day, Monday to Friday. Hmm. And now that the gyms are open, so I usually get up at 6.30, get ready for the gym, hit the gym by 7, finish gym at 7, 7.30, back home, start my first meeting in the morning with my business partner at 8.30 a.m., and then, yeah, that's just me starting my day. Nice. Anyways, Daniel, um, I, we're, we're running uh, towards the end of this uh, session. And I want to just say you've been amazing so far. You've been, I mean, the nuggets that you've dropped here with the examples, I mean, they've been really, you've been hitting the nail hard on the head. Um, uh, I just want to just talk about, uh, maybe you can share some of the mistakes that you've made in the business. I don't know, maybe you've made several mistakes, but just the ones that stand out to you that you've made uh, in your business so far. For me, I think the biggest mistakes I made was before 2017. And I didn't understand business. Hmm. Before 2017, I really didn't understand business. Even though I grew a business to the tune of 150,000 pounds, I didn't understand the importance of having a mentor, the importance of getting educated, not getting educated to get a degree, a business degree, hmm. but actually getting yourself educated and investing into seminars, trainings, hmm. conferences, and obviously getting a mentor. And those were the massive mistakes that I made. No wonder I never grew a business above 150. And now I have been able to grow a business to the run of, you know, two, two million pounds. And I'm just getting started. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so uh, I suppose my last question is, uh, what would you tell, you know, let's just say yourself at 17 years old. If you could think about when you were 17 years old, what would you say to yourself, you know, if you could? Well, one of the things that I, 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 I teach my son every single day is discipline. I teach him discipline in all ramifications. That's number one. And number two, I teach my son, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Mm. So I teach him to be, I teach him to be a, a man of his word. Mm. And lastly, one of the things I'm teaching my son is money. So the other day, my son asked me, 
you know, he looked in my bank account and he saw uh, about £5,000 in one of my accounts. And he said, Daddy, how come you have all this money and you can't, you know, I need you to give me £100 to do, to, to go and buy stuff. Yeah. And you're not giving it to me. I said, well, what are you going to do with the £100? He said he wanted to, you know, buy sweets. He wanted to buy some things. And I said, no, I won't give it to you. I said, think again. And he said, well, actually, Dad, I don't want £100. Actually, I want £700. I said, so what are you going to do with £700? He said to me, because Dad, as you know, because he's currently doing a few training on YouTube. Mm. He said, I need a bigger screen. I need a, another screen. I'm good. I need a bigger screen and I need a separate screen hmm. in order for me to create more content. I said, what kind of content? What are you going to talk about? First, he said, uh, he's trying to, he's trying to create content on gaming. Hmm. All right. So he can monetize them. And secondly, he's going to also share that he's a property entrepreneur. And I said, what do you know about being a property entrepreneur? And he broke down a few step by step about what I do. When he said this thing to me, I smiled because at first he wanted to buy sweets. Mm. And I said, think again. And then he told me he, he needs to buy two screens because I have three screens in my office, mm. laptop and, uh, and uh, on uh, my TV screen and plus the screen I'm using to talk to you now. And he said, because you see how I do my stuff professionally. So he wanted to be able to create and do this professionally. And I smiled. I said, okay, no problem. You have it for your birthday. All right. And eventually I got him to screens. So that just goes to tell you that, mm. you know, for him to start creating content around gaming, which I never knew he's educating me now being a professional gamer and that can be monetized. And mm. I've seen a lot of his content and I'm like, okay. And also he's talking maybe, about, maybe I'll have him on the show. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing! That's amazing. I I I think it's very it's very interesting. I I know I I don't know how that would feel because I'm not a dad yet, but I think that would make you proud for your son to say that. Honestly, I think that Absolutely. would make you really proud. And I mean, well done, uh, Daniel. You've done really really amazing on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Daniel. All the best now. Take care. Thank you, sir. All right. See you.